Today on CityCast Denver. You're out there camping, having a blast, and a moose charges into your campsite. Do you have any idea what to do? You need to run and get something large in between you and and that moose because they generally won't get out of your way. Today is Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's see what's happening out there today. It's going to be sunny with temperatures reaching the low 90s. If you're a regular rider of the R or H line, be prepared for delays today. Service on the H line is suspended between Nine Mile and Southmore, and the R line is suspended between Nine Mile and Bellevue. You'll still be able to get where you're going eventually. RTD has got buses shuttling back and forth to fill those gaps, and it's all going to be back to normal tomorrow. One thing that's not going back to normal is the library. Workers at Denver Public Library have formed a union. Apparently, the small group started talking late last year, and conversations focused around the 2019 decision to shift workers to at-will employment. One of the union's first asks is for workers to be reclassified so they can only be fired for just cause, but they've got a bunch of other changes they want to see made too. Will any of them happen? The city librarian says the mayor-appointed commission that governs the library will review the requests and that she's willing to sit down with union reps. You know I'll be watching this one to see what happens. Almost exactly one year ago, my wife and I were camping on the south rim of the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. And one afternoon, we were just getting back from a hike to find a large, strange animal pawing around our campsite, peeking into our tent, and eating the little berries off of a tree just next door. Fortunately, it turned out to be a friendly deer, and it ran off into the bushes. But what if it was an elk, or a moose, or a bear? Now to the deadly bear attack in southeastern Colorado. Wildlife officials tell us bear attacks are rare in our state, and deadly attacks are even more rare. So what happened to a 39-year-old woman is getting a lot of attention tonight. Seems like everybody has an opinion on which animals are dangerous and which ones aren't and what you should do or shouldn't do when you run across one. But I wanted to get some solid answers. So I talked to Jason Clay, a spokesperson for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Jason Clay, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Excited to be here and join you guys. I feel like I'm seeing more and more reports of people getting into violent, sometimes confrontations with wild animals here in Colorado. Am I wrong that that seems to be trending up right now? You hear a lot of a lot of these occurrences, probably a fair amount, and maybe a, a reason for increase could be traced back to social media and you know the availability for people to consume things instantly or the use of cell phones where we can capture so much more of what happens. But we have a growing human populations and we have very strong wildlife populations and we share a lot of the same areas and so all throughout this this last year with the pandemic, the usage of our public lands, you know, in the past, it would be like a your holiday weekends or maybe your summer weekends are the times where they're the busiest, where we're seeing that pretty much seven days a week across the landscape now. So um, more people that are, are getting out and using the outdoors is, is a great thing. But the more people you have out there, you also have those chance encounters or, you know, just... When you're in the same areas, you know, you could come across any of these wild animals. 
So our population is growing, like the human population is growing. Are there any other trends other than that that are playing into this? Like wildfires, maybe? I have this idea in my head of like when a wildfire comes up, it would like destroy a habitat and then animals would have to migrate. And now we're having more and more and bigger wildfires. I'm sure that's making things or at least changing things. Well, last year was very busy fire season with, I think it was the three largest wildfires in, in Colorado history. When you have wildfire, it's something that has been going on for thousands of years and our animals um, have instincts built in to, to know how to flee the areas and, and to keep themselves safe. Interesting part from last year is we had some elk that had GPS collars on for a study in the Cameron Peak burn zone. And it kind of showed that they they were able to kind of move out of the burn zones, but then they also come back in very quickly. You know, you could think of the East Troublesome fire and, and how quickly that one blew up. Um, you know, we know that there is going to be some mortality that takes place. The exact scale, we don't know, but it'd be interesting to see. All right, Jason, I'm going to throw some scenarios at you. and just want you to answer true or false in the interest of educating the public about how to better deal with wildlife. You ready for this, Jason? Sure. I have a friend who was telling me about black bears, and they were saying um, black bears are more afraid of us than we are of them, and they don't actually pose a threat. Is that true? In general, that is true, yes. Um, but as black bears become habituated, which kind of means they grow accustomed to having a tolerance to humans, then that natural fear that they should have fades. And it fades a lot of times because us as people are rewarding them, whether intentionally or unintentionally, with easy calories. So don't leave that pie out on the window. Um, but sure. in general, you know, take down those bird feeders. Bird feeders are a magnet for for bears and trash. Secure your trash. Keep your garage closed. That's a, a simple thing. That we get many reports of bears entering garages that were open and they get into your freezer. A big aspect, too, is taking action. So if you see a bear coming around, blow an air horn, bang pots and pans together, set off your car alarm, just do something so that bear does not feel comfortable right in your backyard. Okay, here's another one. Moose are the most dangerous animals in Colorado. Is that true or false? I would say that's true. With moose, they have a little bit of a different temperament. And with bears and mountain lions, we would say you want to stand tall and, and face that animal. With moose, if you get charged by a moose, you need to run and get something large in between you and, and that moose because they generally won't get out of your way. If you're walking with your dog off leash and maybe your dog gets up ahead or maybe there's just a moose in the, in the area, you know, a lot of times that moose will, will go after the dog and, and be looking to stomp them because they resemble their natural predator. And then that dog oftentimes will come back to its owner with a moose in tow. And that's a lot of times how moose attacks can occur. Here's a fun one. If you catch a fox, it's perfectly legal to domesticate it and live with it as a pet. Is that true or false? That is false. You cannot possess wildlife in Colorado unless you have a proper permit. How about, uh, how about dangerous animals in the Denver metro area? Are there any that we should worry about? You know, we've talked about bears, mountain lions as well. Do come down out of the foothills into our metro area. 
you're starting to see bobcats more across the landscape. You have strong deer populations. You get elk that migrate, you know, across the metro area. So there's a number of species that, that do cause conflict. Coyotes are a source of, of conflict and have adapted very well to our metro areas because they have everything that they need to make their living, food, shelter, and, and water. A big source of conflict is interactions with pets, whether that be out on the trail or, or in your own backyard. You know, we get reports of coyotes scaling someone's six-foot fence and coming into the yard and attacking a, a dog. Now, I'm imagining that a lot of listeners out there are going to are either just getting back from or maybe they're planning their next camping trip for the summer. What are some steps that you'd recommend people incorporate into their preparation for such a trip uh, to make sure that they don't encounter dangerous wildlife or at least are prepared if they do? The big theme of, of this summer and last summer is kind of that know before you go. So doing your research ahead of time, understanding where you're going, what the facilities may or may not be like. Keep your your food secured so wildlife does not come in and and try to, you know, so that you are not attracting wildlife to to where you may be camping at. Using the the bear lockers at a lot of the campgrounds, if they do have them, is, is very important. Keeping a clean campsite, not having trash or food scraps everywhere. And particularly with bears, it's extremely important that if you are tent camping, that you do not have anything with a scent inside your tent. Jason Clay, thanks so much for joining us on CityCast Denver. You're welcome. I've got one more thing for you today. It's another installment of Voice on the Street, our partnership with Denver's street paper, The Denver Voice, which provides economic opportunities to people experiencing homelessness and poverty. Because voice vendors are out on the street corners selling papers every day, they tend to have a very different way to think about the hustle and bustle of life in Denver. And I always appreciate hearing what's new. Like this month, our voice on the street belongs to Raylene Johnson. My name is Raylene Johnson. I'll be 65, and I'm so grateful for the Denver voice. I wouldn't have a home without them. Raylene is also a poet. And I asked if she'd read us a poem she recently published in The Voice about gun violence. Uh, yeah, I got it right here. I just got to balance everything right here and get it out. To set the scene just a little bit, Raylene wrote this in response to the mass shooting in Boulder back in March, but also a confrontation she had with police in Longmont soon after, and a coincidental connection she had with a police standoff in Thornton. The poem is called A Hard Talk with Self. We have to talk about mass shootings in the USA. It was very hard to know where you shop. Someone can walk into a store and kill people. When will the madness with guns stop? Guns that should never be on the street. How can we be safe to go out about our everyday lives, self? It could have been me, self. How can all the shootings keep going on and no one in government will do anything? Neither side can get it right for us. Why do we have to live in the madness we are put in? You overcame death so many times now, self. You have to be on the lookout 
for you may catch a bullet while you're out shopping. How can that be? How can 20 babies in school get killed? Why can't we stop making guns for war? Why do we allow people with mental problems to have guns, self? Five days later, the King's, the shooting at King's Supers in Boulder. I'm waiting for a friend at Collier Park in Longmont. When I see the police surround a car at the same time, my dogs want to get out of the car. As I shut my door, car door, a cop ran and told me I was in the line of fire. He took me to safety, and about 15 minutes later, it was over. I couldn't believe just going to the park, I could be in the line of fire. Thank God it came to a peaceful conclusion. Then a few days later, the Motel 6 in Thornton had a hostage situation for 14 hours. That is the same place my son and daughter happened to be staying. Thankfully, they were on their way back from work when it happened. Then they were told no one was allowed in or out until it was over. They couldn't get to their dogs that were in the motel room until later in the night when the police escorted them. Self, we can't be so afraid to leave the house, but you must be careful about what or who is around you. Be right with your higher power. Always tell your loved ones how much you love them because you or they may never hear those words again. Just think if your last words were hateful, how do you think you or your loved ones would feel? So self, be careful, watch around you, and always tell loved ones how much you love them before it's too late. That was Denver Voice vendor Raylene Johnson reading her poem, A Hard Talk with Self. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you've been enjoying the show or the CityCast Denver newsletter, there's a new way to show your support. We're giving away tote bags and stickers and our personal recommendations for summer fun in Denver but only to people who refer their friends to subscribe to our newsletter. Learn more and get your referral link in the show notes to this episode. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, I hope you have a really good day. And eating little berries off our tree. It's not our tree.